ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. Hello, 
affection for your heart. We'll give everything to build your church and make it glorious. We'll love to behold his beauty. Yeah, we'll love to see his glory. Oh Lord, we love it.
Halleluja. Only one talent Only one talent But I don't wanna despise My talent Only one talent I know someone Who has two talents Only one talent And someone else Who has five talents Only one talent And so my Lord Of gifts that people, oh Lord, I feel like hiding my talents. Oh, 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 I feel like hiding my talents when I'm in the midst of gifts that people. Oh Lord, only one talent. What I have, if I wanna hear him say, Well done, only one time. Good and faithful servant, only one time. If I give you one talent, you will be judged for that talent. So many fears in me. Only one talent. I'm afraid people will laugh at me. Only one and so I don't wanna be embarrassed. Yeah. Only one so that is why I hate myself. Only one and so my love. Spirit of fear, oh Lord, am I falling short? Oh, am I walking in fear, or do I have the spirit of fear? Oh, only one talent, only one talent. Others have more. What I have, if I wanna hear him say, Well done, only one time. good and faithful servant. Only one time. If I give you two talents, you will be judged for that talent. There's an issue of laziness too. Only one time. I don't like working hard. I like to take my time. 
only one time. I feel tired all the time. I don't like difficult things. Only one time. I like sleeping, resting, and eating. I don't wanna be bothered. Only one time. And so I'm scared that you say to me, Oh, 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 thou slothful servant. Oh no, no, slothful servant. And so, my Lord, I'm gonna use my gifts. Will you use your gifts? I'll be up and about, bearing more fruits, working for Jesus. Oh, oh Lord, only one time.
put your hands together for the Lord properly. Beautiful ministration. But it's actually a very scary song. If you listen to the words properly. Uh-huh. Many of us have sat on our talents to create a problem for us the day we stand before God. Think about it. Yeah, it's true. Well, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are privileged to be in the presence of God one more time. And I'm glad you made it here because you are going to receive something for your life. Hallelujah. I don't consider the Tuesday services as receiving something for the ministry. Uh, I come to receive something for my life. And already this evening, Pastor Akins has blessed me with the revelation about the voice and the commands. Already. 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 I've noted it. Tomorrow I'm going to study it. I'm going to look through verses and learn more about it. The voice of God and the commands of God. Yeah. So, I'm excited to introduce to you tonight the preacher for tonight. Hallelujah. The voice of God in our ministry. You see, Pastor Aiken said something. He said that he's found out that when he's coming to church, the voice is the preacher. In this day, we don't get thunder and lightning. We get a preacher. Yeah, we get a preacher. But it is still the voice of God. And it is still as serious as the voice that thundered to Moses. Think about it. It's still the voice of God. So tonight, ladies and gentlemen, if you are ready, I want you to show that you are ready by clapping your hands and making some noise and help me to welcome to this pulpit the Bishop Edwin Morgan O'Gore. Come on. You can do better. Come on. and just thank God for putting you into the ministry. Thank you, Jesus. For putting you into the ministry. Oh, we find ourselves in the ministry. We bless you. 
What a privilege, Lord. We don't take your mercy, Lord, has Thank given you, us a Jesus. ministry. We bless you. Kulunu mespeko. Rananaka stalidana mochegeliba. We thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We will never be the same. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that on Tuesday evening I find myself standing in a place like this. I could be in so many different places. But I thank you for the call. For putting me into such a fellowship. Thank you. Giving me such relationships. Thank you. Thank you. And I pray for anyone here under the sound of my voice that none will trivialize this privilege. Amen. But will fight, fight tooth and nail to keep our place in this great fellowship. Yes, Lord. We thank you, Father. May we only, only be great in this work. Only. Only great. Only great. May we never decrease. In the name of Jesus. Like Paul. May we only live to magnify this office. In the name of Jesus. Only. Only. To magnify this office. Thank you. Make us like Nehemiah. Apart from making us like Paul, who magnified his office, make us like Nehemiah, yes, Lord, who also found this work to be great, great, so great that he had no time for distractions. When they sent for him, he said, "How can I abandon this great work? Give us a proper mind about this work." Yes, Lord. Lift your hands and ask the Lord to help you to think properly. Help me, Lord. So to think correctly. To think correctly. Think like Paul to magnify your office. Think like Nehemiah to see this as great. Not just your work in the bank. Not just your business is great. Help us to see this work as great. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the Christians shall say, Amen. 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 You may be seated, glory to God. What a blessing. What a blessing. This evening I'm very happy to have with me my brother and my friend, Pastor Frank, Reverend Frank. We got born again the same time under my wife. <laughs> it's been how many years? About 35 years. And we are still brothers. We are still moving on. It's a blessing. May God give you such relationships. May you have your own company. When the disciples were beaten, 
and whipped in the marketplace. They went back to their own company. So this type of soloist ministry you are doing is not of God. Have friends. Have somebody you talk to. Have, oh yes. He, he could even be your biological brother. Jesus had his brothers and the disciples. Eh? The twelve. Some of them were his blood brothers. James was his brother. Brother as in Ninia. So have some people, a group, a little group where you talk to. So tonight, it's with great joy that I stand here to share with you on what we began some weeks ago. And um, we began with the mega church. Because that is the book that helps us to live the name of the service. The name of the service is Expect Greetings. And and I want to ask you to expect something great in the ministry. Don't expect little things. Don't expect small things. Don't Look forward to a humdrum ministry. Don't look forward to mediocrity. Expect great things. For the kingdom of heaven is like a seed which a man sowed in his garden. Which became a great tree. A great tree. That is always the expected outcome in the ministry. A little seed. This evening I've had a meeting with some people, something small. You know, but it always becomes a great tree, a mighty tree. So, so even though it's a small seed you are putting in the ground, you must expect a mighty tree. Don't expect a corn shrub. No. If you later you come and attend it, it's looking like cassava. Reject it. Some of you should reject what you have in your center. No, no, no. It's, it's a case. Yeah. What you are having in your center is not different from somebody who has been cursed to be naked in town. Yeah. That thing you are doing, for one year we have been here, everything you are doing, four members, three, four, five, three, four, single digate ministry. No. You, 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 you see, when you leave your house and you are going to your center, you should expect to see 20 people, 50 people. When you are lying in your bed at 2 a.m. praying for your center service, expect to go and meet 100 people. Think big. Well, I guess that is why God even wants me to, to, to share what I need to share with you tonight. I now understand it. It's when I say think big, I realize that I'm saying something that is not possible. Yeah. I, I'm sorry for that. I, I apologize. It, it's, it's, it's wrong to tell an African to think big. And, and, I, and I apologize. Yeah. Because our background, how we were 
brought up doesn't allow that possibility. So when somebody like me, as I'm standing here talking to you, think big, expect great things, what's your problem? Are you not happy in your house? <laughs> Is your wife troubling you? Don't you have a shirt you are wearing? Don't you have shoes? What, what, what do you want? <laughs> I mean, are you hungry? Why do you come to stand there? Small meeting we are having, quoting verses, great tree thing, big. Why? And also, by the way, I was in your church on Sunday. It's a big church. What more do you want? Are you greedy? I'm not greedy. I'm just a normal Christian with the spirit of God in him. Yes. And that spirit does not allow me to settle for things that are small. You know. But I understand you. I really do. I really do. Some of us, it's really not possible. It's impossible to break out of the type of mind you have about the ministry. It, it, it's not possible. So, the, the, the comments I was making as some Kesri comments, I think are very important. Like Paul would say in Romans 11, 13, say, I magnify my office. I make it big. I mean, you must think of that office of a shepherd or a center leader to be something so big that you magnify it. It must be important to you. It must be mighty to you. Huh. But many of us are not magnifying our offices. It's just small. Constantly small. So when you have a meeting and your zonal leader or somebody is talking too much about why your, your, your things are stagnating, you even find him repulsive and repugnant. You know? But this is what he said. I magnify my office. Or maybe, maybe the King James which is not saying it well. Can I have other translations? Yes. I stress this. NASB says what? I magnify my ministry. How, how, how else should we say it? How else should we say it? Yeah. Let it be so great to you. And always be worried. You see, some of you, we must find you depressed. Yeah, very unhappy. We should even hear that you, you are trying to commit suicide. Yeah. And somebody came into your room. And when we asked, uh, why? Oh, you, your ministry is not working. Yeah. You've been 500 for four months. Hey. hey. <laughs> You've been 500 for four months. Kai. <laughs> You're about to kill yourself. You know. It's, 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 it's very, very important for us to think of the ministry as something great. And also, unless you see me as a madman, if you see me as a madman, then it doesn't, then I will excuse you. But anybody who thinks of me as a proper person, as intelligent and as a correct man, should, should wonder why I would leave my profession to be here reading verses to you. That also should tell you that what I'm doing is so great. Yes. It's, it's very great. Unless you see me as an idiot. But if I'm a normal person to you, then you should ask yourself the type of education I have that I am still, I'm in the, I've left it all. And I'm in the church only reading Nahum and Obadiah and James. <laughs> there must be something in it. There must be something important I'm doing. 
So, so when you have the privilege to do the ministry, see it as great. You know, but our background doesn't allow us. Because in Africa, our things are small. Five in one room. Oh? Yeah. Some of you have 40 years, 45. You have never eaten and left some before. <laughs> never. It was only once, 10 years ago, when you were very, very sick. Even that one, he said they should keep it. They should put it there. When you recover, you are going for it. Yeah. You have never eaten that you have eaten and some of the food is left. Maybe. Doesn't happen. I mean, like nothing is enough for you. Everything is small. So, so when you come to church also, you want to do something small. But in the church, it's not something small. It's big. It's big. It's big. Say amen. amen. So it is the mega church we're using because of this service. The service is called Expect Great Things Service. Those were the words of Adoniram Jackson. Expect great things. Attempt great things. And expect great things. And we noticed in the mega church book that the most important vision for a pastor is to have a big church. It's the most appropriate vision. In chapter 1, number 1, is the most appropriate vision. The most appropriate vision for a pastor is a vision to build a big church. And the second point said that that vision will take you on a journey. Because any vision you have takes you on a journey. All the journeys you embark on are because of a vision you have. So you see, there's a girl who who is on campus. She's not attending lectures. She's in her room, going to MaxMart, going to Koala, going to Legon Market. All night market. It's all night market. Eh? Okay. Night market. Going to buy tomatoes and all that. And she's she, she just in her room cooking for a boy. Why? Why? You may think she's a fool. But her vision is that she wants to get somebody who will marry her after school. So she doesn't mind leaving school with third class lower. <laughs> third class lower. The boy doesn't give her money for food stuff. It's her own. She shops with her money and cooks for the guy. So the guy is in the lecture room. And as he's having lecture, after church, after lecture, after church, after lectures, he's going to eat. And the girl will sir table for him. Meanwhile, she's going to leave the university with third class lower. <laughs> so anybody... When you see people doing things, it's because of the vision they have. Uh, why am I having this service? I have a vision. So the vision, if you have a vision to build a big church, it will take you on a journey. I mean, you must walk a certain road to get to that target. And I'm sharing with you 10 journeys 
you must take. The first journey was what? The journey of sacrifice and suffering. It's a journey. It's a very, very important journey. It's a journey to a mega church. The journey of sacrifice. Hmm. Anybody who plays with this subject will be sorry. You will not believe that life was not kind to you. When you start working with God, you must not have a mind that everything is going to be cheap and easy. No. Hmm. So, and the next journey I gave you was what? Shepherding. It's a journey. That was last week, not so. Yes, it's a journey. Make sure you listen to me because there I talked about one of the main shepherding tools. Interaction. Big one. Interaction is bigger than prayer. Interaction is bigger than visitation. It's bigger than... You see, the PVCIA, it should have been IVCP. Yeah, the, the main one is interaction. Without I, you won't even know how to pee. Yeah, if you don't interact with people, how do you even pray? What prayers do you pray? I mean, this evening alone, for my interaction I've done here, I, I'm going home with some prayer topics. I mean, how can you be a leader? You don't talk to your members. You don't talk to your people. And you want them to write to become helpers. You want them to write to become shepherds under you. You want, you want it to grow. No. 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 Interaction is key. It's a skill. It, it is, uh, as uh, the book puts it, transform your pastoral ministries. It, it, is, it is outside the pulpit ministry. Yes. And, and outside of the pulpit ministry. Behind the pulpit is what I'm doing now. But many don't know that it is the outside the pulpit ministry that gives rise to the, rise to the behind the pulpit ministry. I'll take it again. It is the outside the pulpit ministry that gives you your behind the pulpit ministry. Yes. What we are having here this evening is a result of what we have done outside. The Sunday church service is a result of what has been done during the week. It's, it is not the other way around. The Sunday service doesn't determine what goes on during the week. It's what goes on during the week that determines what happens on Sunday. Except you are an African leader who is always reacting to emergencies. That is when the Sunday service should lead to meetings after church and visitations after church. <laughs> but normally, on a normal day, the I mean, last Sunday we had an experience here. I mean, look at the choir. Look at the dancing stars. Look at the echoes. I mean, beautiful. Testimony time. Everything was choreographed. 
the song the choir sang was rehearsed during the week. That's why we had what we had on Sunday. Hello? The melodrama was rehearsed during the week. The singers who sang it was during the week. So what happens during the week? Always, what happens outside the church determines what happens inside the church. Yes. The outreaches we do outside the church determines the crowds that gather inside the church. So any picture, take a picture of any Sunday service. It is a reflection of what has gone on outside the church. If nothing happened outside, nothing will happen inside the church. If very little happened outside, very little will happen here. So, so a real leader is not surprised at what he sees on Sunday. He's not surprised. You cannot ignore your members, have a bogus center service, and then take a bus on Sunday morning expecting people to board the bus. You must be crazy yourself. You must be very crazy. Bishop Ato, uh, Bishop Aso is the one who, who taught me. He said, you should not expect what you have not inspected. You expect what you inspect. If you have not gone into details, inspecting something, ensuring things to happen, don't, don't expect much. So I'm very surprised that some of you zonal leaders and so on expect people to come to church. You must be out of your socket. You must be out of your socket. You know, so, so interaction is a big one. Very, 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 very big. In fact, it's a, it's a, it's a mark of, of your greatness as a pastor. I can tell how great you are as a pastor by how you interact. The time you spend with people alone outside the pulpit. If ever anyone here has a mind to be a great pastor one day, then listen to me. Develop your interaction. Look, it even helps you to preach well because you, you, you hear stories. I've been interacting with him. Ask him. I've been interacting with him. Don't we interact? A lot of times. A lot of times. For this man to be sitting here during the week, you don't know how busy he is. This is the result. You, you, want, you, want, you, want, you want people to come for your meetings, your center service. You don't interact. You are mad. You are what? Mad. You need antipsychotics. Well, today, the time is short. So I want to take you on another journey. A journey. And that journey is called the anointing. The anointing. The anointing. Anyone Serving God. Say anointing. Abba. You know. Say anointing. So I want to talk to you tonight. About. 
the anointing. Turn your Bibles to the book of Psalm. Glory to God. You don't say hallelujah, say hallelujah. Glory to God. Psalms number 39. Glory to God. Verse number 5. That's the main text. That's the foundational scripture for the anointing. When God calls you to do something for him, By the very nature of God, as a great God, He only does great things. Great things He has done. Greater things He will do unto the Lord. Be the great. <laughs> Great thing. You're laughing at me. He... When God is doing something, ha! you see, you should be very worried when God says you should do something for Him. It should be, you should have diarrhea instantly. There are some people, when they say cook food for them, it should disturb you. Fry an egg for me. Fry an egg for me. Ah! Look, about 99% of ladies in this room, I should go there, I should go there. About 99% of ladies in this room don't know how to fry an egg. That chale water you plaster in the frying pan is not egg. The day I discovered it, I was shocked out of my shirt. Yes. One bishop sat me down and showed me eggs, different eggs fried the types some say omelette <laughs> sataka hey <laughs> should I go there? okay, I'm going there <laughs> no, I'm saying that if, if brother James tells you to fry an egg for him that's 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 all but some people, if they ask you to fry an egg, you should say that, please, I don't know how to fry an egg. Simple. Just, just confess your sins and be forgiven and go home. Yes. A lot of us, the, the type of eggs we eat in the house, eh? Hmm. But if you tell your wife now, it will bring a marital quarrel. Yes. Can you imagine telling your wife she doesn't know how to, to fry an egg? And that's a very big problem you are bringing to your marriage. Very, very big problem. I'm preaching, baby. 
It's a very serious matter. So I'm just saying that that is how God is. When God tells you to fry an egg of ministry for him, you should say that honestly, I don't know how to do ministry. Honestly. But many of us arrogantly take on the, 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 the assumption that we know how to do it. And that is why over 99, over 99.9% of pastors in the world are doing bogus ministry. The churches that are proper churches, one, two, five, that's all. I mean, a lot of messages pastors preach are called other, another gospel. We were in Navrongo having healing Jesus and one of Ghana's top pastors came to sit at the crusade. I don't even know how he came. He sat at the crusade and when we finished and we were chatting, he told Bishop and I happened to be said, when he said John 3.16, he did not know what Bishop, what he was going to say. Not a, just a, not a pastor, a father. Pastor, we are all pastors. Most people are not in the game. The reason why centers cannot grow, but centers are collapsing, churches are shrinking, Christians are losing hope, is that. The work of God is not something you must, you should do. You are not the type of person to be a center leader. You don't have it. You know, let me tell you, look, there are some things here you should know you can do. You know, there is a type of drink, alcoholic drink called Amferewaso. <laughs> uh, uh, Uncle Joe, please explain the fancy for me. Uh, uh, Uncle, what, what's the meaning of Amferewaso? Um, it means you are not shy of anybody. Yes. You're not shy of what? Aso is what? Your, your in-law. Yes. Huh? Because on a normal day, on a normal day, on a normal, like we are all normal. We've woken up, we are living a normal life. There are some things you cannot tell your mother-in-law. Yes, that is what it means. Unfair to fair means to be shy. Aso is in-law. Abba. So, there is a drink. You need to drink it. Before you can say something to your father-in-law. No, if you don't drink it and you go to your father-in-law, you just you, you, you are just going to greet him. You can't talk. No, you can't. Your wife's father, your husband's mother. No, 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 you can't. So it, it's, it's a special drink. So when you take it, then it empowers you. 
Yes. Ah, it's called Kikebi Chewasi. Kikebi Chewasi. I'm preaching. I'm preaching about the anointing. The anointing. The anointing. Kikebi Chewasi. Without that drink, you cannot express how you really feel to your father-in-law. No matter how angry you are, when you see his face, you remember your engagement. (laughs) You'll be cool. So those who are able to kick a bit, you must be under a certain influence before you can say certain things. On a normal day, you cannot. No matter how willing you are, how angry you are, you cannot. It's called what? No, it's not about how determined you are. How angry you are. No, no, no. Angry. When you see your mother-in-law's face, you'll be shy. But when you've taken half glass of Kekebichewasi, you speak free. (laughs) You express yourself free. If you, when you when you wake up the following morning, you don't even remember that, uh, me me how how how, how uh, me how can I say such things? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the ministry ha you see it also shows that you do not understand the ministry. You cannot do ministry with your ten fingers. You must drink something. Anybody who doesn't drink something will fail. You fail. As many of you sitting here have failed. You failed. You can't do the ministry. And I understand you. I understand you. Look, there are some things here. Eh? They are, they are, they are, they are above human abilities. So if you notice, a lot of the pop stars are on drugs. I mean, to perform a certain performance on the stage, you can't just eat sandwich. <laughs> Sausage and sandwich. To be not some perform. I mean, Michael Jackson, he died on drugs. Whitney Houston, uh, uh, f- even even film actors. If you Google now, you see stars on drugs. Most of them. That is the ones we even know about. Because it is not human. It's not possible to do. Certain things, cons- I mean, you are on tour from city to city. Whether you are happy or you are sad, you must perform. Hey! And that performance will determine your sales. So the managers and the producers, they, them, they supply the drugs. Yes! The drugs are not taken by the, by the, by the, uh, you know, what do you know the people call the, 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 the artists? No, 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 no. The producers. 
you will be on a drug. You have to be on a drug. I mean, Michael Jackson's rehearsals alone, rehearsals, you don't know what you're talking about. Rehearsal, not, not, not the statecraft, the rehearsals. If you attend one, <laughs> you won't be a human being can put his body through that. You must be. See, I'm saying that. And, and, and so, so if you don't take drugs, you won't do well. Because a human, that's the verse. Behold, thou hast made my days as an hundred, and my age is as nothing before thee. Verily, every man, a normal man like me, like him, what's your name, sir? Peter. Every man, not some low class man or some uneducated woman. Every man at his best state. The best state. Every man at his best state is altogether vanity, which is another word for useless. Every man. We don't have anything. So that, that, that pop star, that superstar on the stage, his best performance is useless. So for him to perform well, to be a blockbuster Hollywood star, he must be on drugs. I'll take it again. Every man, your best doesn't share. Doesn't share. It, does, it, it doesn't hit. Yeah. It takes you nowhere. So most of them, those who are not on drugs, are not on any billboard. <laughs> to be on a billboard. You must be on drugs. To be on a certain list, you must be on drugs because your best performance doesn't share. That's why you go for an interview. You are going with him. You come to church. You didn't even come to church that Sunday, the, the Sunday before you were at home washing your shirt. Well, this one you are going for the interview with. He has gone to see some malam. He's got some things in his pocket or in his shoe, or he has put some powder on his face. I, I, have I told the story of a girl in Legon with her roommate? Oh, this girl in Legon. I mean, Legon. We are all looking for beloveds. I mean, nobody was minding the girl. Third year, second year, first year. Nobody was minding the girl. True story. It happened in Legon. That's what I mentioned in Legon. It's a, it's a volatile story. She had a roommate. Those days, there were only two in one room. So she was going out. And her roommate wasn't there. But she needed some makeup. So she looked through, she needed something for the face. So she just 
took her, her roommates, is it cream or some, some powder or something, some pons. Yes, the roommate pons, some, some powder, just, you know, some makeup, she just, some touch-ups. <laughs> touch-ups. <laughs> when she got out, she didn't even get out of the Oligon Hall. At the porter's lot, when she was dropping the key, the porter was looking at her face like that. She got normal girl, not even a beloved old three years. As she was standing by the roadside waiting for a car, boys were passing. The first car that came to pass just stopped. The guys, she asked, what? So, so, uh, she's going to town. I said, oh, let me take you. I'm also going to town. She went to town. She was going to visit somebody. Throughout the entire evening, every guy she met was drawn to her. Drawn with strength. Drawn. So she came to the room and to, I said, Philly, something very wild happened to me this evening. I mean, even at the potter's lodge, Porter prosper. The way he was looking at me, like he, he wants me seductively. I said, but why? When I went out, I mean, about 10 men stopped to, to ask my name and want to be my friend. And I'm very surprised. Oh. Then Philly said, eh, hey, really? How? I'm surprised. Because Philly, dear Charlie, she got a man. Pa. Every night that somebody is coming her way. So just before they slept, she told Philip, oh, Philip, thank you. When I was going out, I couldn't find my pawns, so I used your... Why? It's something special. Why? So you are looking for a beloved. You've got a friend in the church. He's a shepherd. He's a center leader. Must have the, the largest center in your region. He loves you. He's flowing with you. And you think that is all. So instead of praying, you are using Saturday night powder. There's a type of powder called Saturday night. Seva <laughs> Do you remember Saturday night, father? <laughs> My grandmother had one. <laughs> People are using powder from Adidome. You are using Saturday night powder. <laughs> you won't pray. Suddenly a girl enters the church. Some normal girl suddenly your, your beloved doesn't want to see your face. When you call, he doesn't pick. I'm not joking. When you call, he doesn't I'm preaching about something that without it, you know, you are wasting your time.
a lot of things are impossible to do. Even if you are Jesus. Acts 10. 38. Acts 10. 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Colon. Who went about doing good? Healing. All that were oppressed. For God was with him. It is not enough for God to be with you. This is 30 years of age. Jesus was a carpenter. Did you know that Jesus was born by a virgin? Has somebody told you? Have you, have you been told? Our savior, he was born by a woman who did not have sex. A virgin. That is Jesus. That's Jesus. He came from God. He's not like you and I who are just normal human beings. Jesus came from God. He came to the earth. He was on a mission from heaven. God said, who will go? And he said, I will go. He said, my own arm brought me salvation. He was born as divinity. He was God when he was born. For 30 years, he was a carpenter. He never healed one headache. He never preached one sermon. He was only making coffins. And roofing sheets and tables and doors. But ladies and gentlemen, when the time came for him to do ministry, even though he was Jesus, he needed, he needed it. He needed that substance. Without it, there's no Jesus. Many of us do not take our time. See, I'm explaining to you today why you are not on any billboard. I'm explaining to you today why you can't, why you are a normal person. Because a normal person cannot do ministry. Is it not wonderful? Human beings with marital problems, health problems, children, challenges, financial. Let me think about it. It is not normal. It is not normal to do ministry. Because ministry is not for normal men. Even if God calls you, it is not enough. It's rare to have people who do the work of God. Many of you, some of you sitting here, in, in two years, some problem will, will stop you. Some of your sisters are doing ministry because you're not married. I'm telling you. Some of you guys are doing ministry because you've not had a certain job. When you meet a certain marriage, you have three children, you have a certain job, nobody will tell you to throw this nonsense away. Oh, I'm telling you. 
The reason why we are incapable of doing what we must do is that we don't have the anointing. Most of you in this room are just normal human beings. You, you, you are like normal, normal mice try, trying to fly. Paul said, I don't have anyone who will naturally care for your states. I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your states. Because we have problems. Our bodies are not feeling well. Our money is finished. Our children need to be beaten. We must cool down our wives. Our husbands are not coming home. Our bosses are not happy with us. Then you two are saying what? We should do what? Visitation. We should do a swollen Sunday. Swollen what? Swollen what? So, so many of us are actually incapable. You, you can't. Because ministry is a very, very great thing. It's a very supernatural thing. To have a center which grows. To have a church which grows. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a very, very supernatural work. It's not for somebody like you or somebody like me. We are incapable. Our best, that is your first class best, is incapable of doing ministry. I have no man like-minded. Paul was right. He said, I don't have anybody like you who, who just cares because people have got problems. So when you find somebody who is a pastor of a church, you are looking at somebody on a supernatural assignment. Many of you here are just doing the ministry as a hobby or just some, some social experiments. You know, like people also are following football stars. You're also following a pastor doing ministry. You know, some, soci- some social something. It's a hobby. So, you, so if you step back, you will see that most of what we are doing is small, 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 small. Because you are operating at a natural frequency. Your frequency is natural. And the ministry, it does not take natural thing, even if you are Jesus. Something must be put on you. So God, God, who was with Jesus, also anointed him. With the Holy Ghost. Let me, look, look at me, let me tell you. Studies have been, have been done to show that almost every type of person can do the ministry. If you read Joel Komiski, who has done a lot of studies, he has shown that uneducated men have, have but in Ghana we have them. Some of the big churches and big people in the, in, in, in the ministry haven't been to school. When they, when they say, I don't, I don't have a classmate. It's not like there's nobody in their class. It's literally no classmate. Almost every type of person has done ministry successfully. Women have done ministry. 
the temple Mathesis, the Comans. I mean, if you read their story, with problems. Educated men have done ministry. Top, top business executives have done ministry. I, I, I have a son who, I mean, at the time he was leaving the, uh, the corporate world, was being looked for by most international conglomerates. He was earning the highest salaries anybody would earn anywhere in America, whatever. He was in Africa here. He was, he was eating big dollars. The money he was handling, I'm telling you, executive, flying private jets. Today, he's a missionary. Earning $20. Yes, but he has, he has left with, with, with joy. Almost every type of person has been used by God to do the ministry. Ministry is not for educated folk. Ministry is not for plumbers. Ministry is not for lawyers. Ministry is not for boys. Ministry is not for men. Ministry is for everybody. The way you are, there's a type of you, exactly you, who has soared high in the ministry. The reason why you cannot soar high is because you don't have what those people have. You can say you want to also be a medical doctor. So you will do the ministry the way I'm doing it. Go to medical school and add 20 more years of studies. Do masters and PhD. Do it all. When you finish, come. Even, 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 I don't want to say some things. It's not educational. It is an anointing. It is something that comes upon a man. That makes the person able to do what he's doing. So even Jesus, when it was time, God had to anoint him. The reason why you are struggling in the ministry, the reason why your center is not growing is that you are not anointed. You are dry. Your head is dry. It's not because you have three children, mommy. Believe me. Believe me. There's also a woman who is also married with three children. It's not because you have three children. It is just because you have not taken time to seek the anointing. It's not because you are uneducated. Please stop that. There are people without education. They have soared high. It's not because you don't have hair. Stop it. It's not because you are a student. Bishop built this church as a student. When he was 29 years old, that is when he bought the Ofer Cinema. 29! He bought the Ofer Cinema as a 29-year-old boy. It's not because you've not been to school. It's not because you have not, you have not prospered. It's not because you don't have money. It, what is used to do the ministry is the anointing. If you don't have it, you will not be on the billboard. 
Nobody will clap for you. Nobody. They, they will only know you as a church member. They will only know you as a stable Christian. They will only know you as a faithful believer. But you will not be known. They may know you as a nurse, as a businessman, as a teacher. But you will not be known as an anointed man. I want to say to you before we close tonight. Eh? Please. Tonight. Eh? Look. For the anointing. That's the best advice I can give you. Girl, you can do big things. The only thing you don't have, Zechariah 4 6, it's not by might. Yeah, it's not the might of money, the might of being married, the might of being educated, the might of knowing people, it's not even the might of eloquence I'm a stammerer I'm a stammerer this is the word of the Lord this is what God is saying it's not by might it's not by power when you see someone doing something, it's not because he is a Ghanaian. It's not because he's an American. It's not because he's beautiful. It's not because he's handsome. It's not by might. It's not by power. But it is done by the Spirit of God. So God anointed Jesus with the Spirit. I want to tell you today how to be anointed. Number one, you cannot be anointed in a church service. You can, you can take that one home to a bank. You can't be anointed in a church service. There's no church service by no man. I can anoint you. Anointing is a journey. It's a journey. You can't sit in a church and somebody will blow the wind. <laughs> receive it. And you receive an anointing. What you received is an impartation. It's a transient, sporadic hit. It's a hit. It's a hit. The power of God hits you. And we are all hit once in a while. You feel it. So that you can't stand on your feet. You fall down. You scream. You have goosebumps. You feel like fire on your body. All types of feelings. You can feel the presence of God. But all those things, there's nothing like an anointing service. It doesn't exist. There's no church service that can anoint you. You may have an impartation service. I'm sure most of us will. I also say it. Even next week, we'll have an anointing service. Oh, yeah. I'll announce, oh, maybe this Sunday. I'll announce it. Anointing service on Sunday. Yeah. Everybody bring oil. Anointing service. But it's just because we don't want to use big words. Either we don't want to use big words or we are totally ignorant. You cannot be anointed in a church service. 
Shunahola Kata. In First Samuel 10, verse 1, Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it on him and said, Is it not because the Lord has already anointed you? Yeah. The, the oil being poured on him was just a token, a physical token. Oil cannot anoint a person. But by the way, this is first Samuel 10. Saul had been with Samuel at least two chapters. He had been looking for asses. Even the looking for the asses was part of the process of his anointing. He not finding it, the asses was part. Because sometimes your failures are needed for you to be anointed. For him to be with a servant of his father was part of the anointing. The company you keep drives you to the anointing. The servant told him, there is a seer, there is a prophet in town. Let's go. And he said, we can't go. Even that answer, hey! that answer he gave, that we cannot go because we don't have any money, was perhaps one of the reasons why Saul was anointed. Because he knew that you cannot, you cannot receive from an anointed man without sowing a seed, without honoring the source. He went, he spent time. He and the boy with Saul, they ate. He was within the night. They slept. They woke up. All those things, he was being anointed. It's not oil. It's not oil. Anointing is not oil. So you will see in Acts 10 38, Jesus Christ, no oil was poured on him. Sunakuta Bayadaka. No oil was poured on him. But he was anointed. Don't confuse symbols and tokens with the real. Look for it. Look for anointing. Don't look for oil. Don't be too enthusiastic about the pastor pouring oil on your head. That what? Ah, then, then God is not fair. Then God is not fair. You cannot take it anywhere. Quote me. You cannot be anointed in a church service. Ah. Ah, then we are fools. That's not fair to Bishop Daniel Mills. That message he was listening to at Suhum. That Papa Hagen message, as he was kneeling down the night, and something left the, the uh, 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 recorder, tape recorder, and entered him. That message, he had been listening to it for over 10 years. He was in medical school. That particular message, he had been listening to it in Achimota school. More than 100 times. Before one of the night, even he slept. Kai! You want oil to be poured on you? You want a feeling? That was a mere impartation. It will drop soon. The reason why people are not anointed is that they have not taken their time to understand what they are not. See, anointing, 
what, what is anointing? Anointing is what makes a person do extraordinary things in the ministry. Having 10 members in a center for one year is not extraordinary. We smokers can do it. Singing in a way that nobody understands. Nobody knows what you are singing. What, they don't even feel any skill, anything. Anybody can sing. To be anointed, eh? let me tell you this. First of all, so I've told you, anointing, you cannot be anointed in a church service. Number two, anointing is a journey. It's 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 a journey. Elijah's anointing was literally, he journeyed with Elijah. Literally, he journeyed with Elijah. From Gilgal to Jericho to wherever and wherever. Till the mantle fell. Once again, there is no oil anywhere. So once again, there is no oil mentioned in the Elisha Elijah paradigm. No oil. Nobody laid no hands. And I'm going to tell you. Number, number three, anointing. The anointing is, I've told you already, it is whatever it is, whatever it is, that makes a person do extraordinary things. Like in this church, what you come here to on Sunday is extraordinary. It's not normal. The service we had last Sunday, it wasn't a normal service. The life I live is not a normal life. Most of you are normal. Normal. You are just normal. That's how you are. Some of you are singing. That's how you, you just sing. You, you are a natural singer. So you sing. You just sing. You sing very well, but it's not an anointing. It's just normal singing. But I'm talking about extraordinary. A singing that removes demons from people. As you are singing, somebody is on fire. That's, that's, that's not normal. What type of voice will let somebody be on fire? The work God had for Jesus was extraordinary. He needed him to multiply bread. He needed him to walk on water. He needed him to raise a body which was rotten for four days. You don't do those things. I mean, there's no natural, natural, natural scale that will let you raise a body which is rotten for four days and bring the person to life. You need something supernatural. That's why he needed to be anointed. Number four, anointing is on a person. Anointing is on a person. There's nothing like, anointing is not like flu, which is in the air, that you catch. You've you've caught a cold. Like right now, I've caught a cold. In the air. 
Anointing is on a person. People are carriers of graces. Without oil, they are carrying graces. God is using her to do big things. That's anointing. What is it that produces the extraordinary works? What is it about a person? What is it about Bishop Kobe? What is it about Bishop Dagwood Mills? That makes him do. What is it about Bishop uh, uh, Samuel Ofosu? Anybody you, you know who is anointed? What was it about Elijah? That made him anointed. What was it? You know a person is anointed, number one, by the spirit that is on the person. There are seven things that, that, that show a person's anointing. And not even one of them is oil. A person does extraordinary things because, number one, the Spirit of God is upon him. And no wonder that was Jesus Christ's first message, which was a message he preached everywhere. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach, to heal. To... Always the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Every day, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because you know a person is anointed by the Spirit on him. You can't be fornicating and be anointed. Spirit of God. Spirit of God. Number two. So, so, so you know somebody is anointed by, by the Spirit. There's a Spirit on him. You can't be stealing mobile phones, mobile phones, and expect to be anointed. You can't be fornicating with your beloved and expect to be anointed. You can't, you, you can't be on porn every night and expect to be anointed. Number one, how, how do we know? It's a spirit of God, a spirit of God, holiness, righteousness, God's spirit is on you. You can't be a crook and be anointed. That's it. Number one, the Spirit of the Lord. Number two, you know a person is anointed because the, the person has got wisdom that makes him do extraordinary things. The person has wisdom for extraordinary things. Number two, the, the, number one is the Spirit of the Lord. And I'm preaching from Isaiah 11 verse 2. Isaiah 11 verse 2. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him. That's a sign. And number two, the spirit of wisdom. There are seven things. When somebody is anointed, he's using a certain wisdom. I've shared a lot of wisdom on the water pages. That you, 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 you even read my wisdom and throw your phone away. No bother to even respond to it. It shows that you will not be anointed. 
The wisdom of a person is how the person does the things he does. How? How am I able to gather a crowd like this on Tuesday evening in the forest of OEB? Not at Adenta Barrier. How am I able to gather 3,000 people here on buses? That's a wisdom. It's a wisdom. Let's be fast. Number three. A person is anointed when the person understands, has an understanding of how to work exploits. How to do exploits. He has understanding. He understands the things. So people come to him for understanding. For the past one month, every Sunday, an important person comes here for understanding. Last Sunday, a bishop was with me in the evening. I was preparing to go to revival. A bishop came here for understanding. Not knowing that his church members were already in the service. The, the, yes, his, mem- his top, top leaders did not go to his service. They were here. As we were here dancing and singing, people were watching how, how, how we understand how to grow a church. I'm coming. You, you go. Let, let's finish. There's no shaking on. So I'm saying that to be anointed, eh? When you say that somebody is anointed, Rachel is anointed, Barbara is anointed, Francis is anointed, what do we mean? Number one, the Spirit of God is on him. Only the Spirit of God can make a person do what he's doing. Number two, the person has a special wisdom to do great things. Number three, the person understands understands how to do great things. He can explain things. Number three, eh? Or four? Number four, the person loves advice. Loves advice. He takes advice from people who have done great things. He takes counsel. He can look at somebody and advise himself. Not that somebody will sit him down. And say, I'm advising you. No. He looks at what the person is doing and he advises himself. It's called the spirit of counsel. So some of you cannot... What makes a person a person great is how the person can take advice. You see something is great to you, you advise yourself. So oh, this person does it this way. All oh, this advice, the person may never open his mouth to talk to you, never. But you, you see that oh, this person does it this way. I'll do it. He doesn't do it this way. He do, he, he he talks this way. He understands things this way. So I'll do it. But when you see that you are the same, even better, no, water does not flow upward. For water to flow, for oil, even if anointing was oil, for it to flow into you, you must, you must be under the bottle. You must be under the source. So once you put yourself at a level, like if you are here and you think that you can preach like me, or you and I are the same, it's all for you. 
When I sit down and I see Bishop Kobe moderating a service, I always tell myself, I, I want, I, I, I want it. I want it. How he's able to just, I mean, Bishop Kwame and I woke up from Trinidad and Tobago. He, what did he say about you? He said, he's got what? He used a word. Poise. And, that, and that's a father of fathers. He said, he's got poise. I don't have poise. I'm crude and rude. So for me to have poise, I cannot, I can't, I can't equalize myself. So some people just don't have the spirit of counsel. They cannot take advice. When somebody preaches well, some of this church is bigger. Some of this, even even among you, there is one of you whose singing is at a certain height. Once you equalize yourself with her, it's over for you. It's called counsel. That's how footballers learn. Messi will never, have you ever seen, uh, what's his name? Leonardo Messi. Messi. Leonardo. Lionel, not Leonardo. Have you seen Leonardo Messi watching Adriana Stars football? <laughs> Toilet. He will not waste his time. He cannot receive counsel from Adriana Stars. Adriana Stars, they must see Leonardo Messi. Messi. Lionel Messi. Yeah. Watch it. Spirit of counsel says that this man, do you know how many years he has been with me? You should learn how to even be with a person for a long time, humbly. Once you can see and you feel that, oh, we are the same. We are the same. On that, our main instrumentalist didn't come. Or when they got the microphone, the, the sound wasn't tuned well. If, if they make the same uniform for us, we'll sing the same way. Foolish boy. Counsel. So you can tell the people who are very great, eh, they, they are always advancing themselves. One of the things you must never do in my presence is to show me something which is great. I will copy it. You let's go on. The next one is. You see a person is anointed. I'm showing you. Show me. The person's wisdom. How he understands things. How he takes advice. When he goes to a church, he sees a stage. It's a stage. And then the, the instrumentalists are on, on, on another platform. Say, wow. Why? Because the instrumentalists cannot take part of the stage. And there's no place for singers to, 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 to stand. Already, the stage is full. Wow. Then he also advises himself that I'm going to do the same. That is how to be anointed. To allow somebody's life to advise you. He doesn't need to sit you down. So once you come here and you feel like you are wiser than Bishop Ogo, then you, you can't learn. Yeah, you can't learn. Your instrumentalists are behind. Other singers are singing. Even the, the, the one conducting cannot even communicate with the instrumentalist because he is hidden behind buttocks and ties. I'm preaching. You know a person is anointed by how the person has strength for the work he's doing. It's like he doesn't get tired. 
From one crusade to another, to conference, to MOTL, to this, is traveling here. It's, 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 it's like an ideal machine. An ideal machine. It's, it's a machine which doesn't wear out. It's, it's, it, it just runs eternally. You are looking at anointing versus somebody who does one thing and must sleep for two weeks. I'm saying that you, you can't, I'm preaching about the anointing. You can, you can, you can tell how somebody is anointed by the person's strength, the strength the person is using. That's why I have to convince people that I am a phlegmatic. People don't believe it. People don't believe it. The phlegmatics are slow, they are lazy, you know, these type of people who don't accomplish, a lot of fancy men are like that. Fancy men, if you marry a fancy man, you may easily be doomed to poverty. Always dress well. Nice shirts. Yes. Iron shirts. Yes. He knows. He was dressed well. Nice shirt. Ironed. Nice. But he won't go and work. That's a fancy man. You've married an... Whether it's a ghost, I don't know what you have married. Poverty. And I'm like that. That's how I am. That's how I am. Naturally. I dress well, have a nice shirt, walk nicely, don't do much. But in the church, in the church, if you want to know me well, who I am, you won't know who I am by being seeing me in church. That's not me. I always smoke something before coming here. <laughs> I'm always on something. If you want to see me, who I really am, come to my house. I can be with you for one week. You won't even hear my voice. That's a phlegmatic. I'm very wasso. Today, I have to convince people that I'm a phlegmatic. Yeah. Because a phlegmatic doesn't have energy, he has no strength. But how come in the church you have energy? You, I'm anointed. I am anointed. That's it. I'm anointed. Only the anointing can explain it. Somebody who doesn't sweep his bedroom, who can lay his bed, he can lie down until ah, his beard is like Methuselah's beard. But in the church, he's very active. Facing people, having meetings, doing this, let's go here. It's like energy. You say you are a phlegmatic. How? You can tell an anointed person by the strength he has for that thing. So if you are here and you don't have energy for center service, energy to build, energy to go and win souls, energy to grow something, it means that you are not anointed. And most of you here are not anointed. The spirit of might. The next one is you can tell somebody is anointed by the depth of knowledge he has. It's a spirit. The knowledge. When he's speaking, the knowledge he exudes and his readiness to acquire knowledge in that area. Reading books. Listening to messages. Hungry to know more. You can tell. The same way the spirit of counsel makes an anointed person take advice, the spirit of knowledge makes an anointed person take 
knowledge. Look for knowledge. Read knowledge. Receive knowledge. So if you are here, like, like I have to threaten you. That if you don't buy my kairos, one testicle will swell. If you are a woman and you don't buy Macarius, one breast will start producing orange juice. Then you go and buy Macarius because you fear my curses. Oh, you are not anointed. No. No. To show that you are anointed, you rather will go for the books. You, 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 you have a podcast, the Macarius podcast. You go for the messages. You get videos. You have a hard drive with special videos. Your, 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 your appetites. Shatabakatayaba. And number seven. You can tell a person is anointed. Oh, Jesus, I thank you. You can tell a person is anointed by his fear of God. Some of you, if I give you this chair to pastor, you will steal all the money. Yeah. You make, you make the rich men in the church your friends and be collecting money from them. You, you, the girls, you clear them like a clearing agent. Both married women and unmarried women. You see? Listen, listen. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. You see? Some of you, look. Some 25 years ago, 20, even 20 years ago, I never knew I'd be standing here as a full-time pastor. No, 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 no. No. By the time I was finishing medical school, even when I was entering medical school, I had the drawing of the hospital I was going to build. Yes. My, 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 I, there's nothing in me that told me that I'll be doing what I'm doing today. But the grace of God, through this, my life has taken a certain color. Some of you sitting here, the ministry may be your life. Some of you will be missionaries one day. Pastors of big churches. You may be working in the bank. I, mean, I was a doctor in Kolebu. I was a medical doctor in Kolebu. Actually, I was a student. And I was passing the Mataiko Church, which at that time was one of the largest churches in the UD apart from Kolegono. So, in case you think that you are here doing something for me, you are here doing something for some regional head, like he needs members in his center service, that's why he, he's trying to get you to be a shepherd, then you don't understand. Your very destiny may be connected to what we are talking about tonight. That's, that is why I'm talking to you. that You better find how to be anointed. Now, these seven things, The spirit of God. The wisdom to do what he's doing. His understanding. His ability to take advice. His knowledge. His strength. The strength for this. I mean, a phlegmatic who suddenly is strong in church. Whatever I see, Bishop, I see anointing. The strength he has for what he's doing cannot, there's no human, human ability that can explain it. There's nothing like that. 
He's, he's, he's running on something. And when I look myself, at myself, nothing can explain my life. Nothing can explain my life except that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. The spirit of wisdom. The spirit of understanding. The spirit of counsel. The spirit of strength. The spirit of knowledge. And the spirit of the fear of God. That's why I'm still here. If I didn't fear God, I would have done all the things that should remove you from me if I didn't fear God. As some of you here don't fear God. Now, these things I'm talking about, these seven spirits, are on somebody. They are on somebody. If it is evangelism, you want to be an evangelist, a lady evangelist. There is a woman evangelist on whom the spirit of evangelism rests. Who has the wisdom of big crusades? Who understands how to have a crusade? Who has the knowledge of crusade? Who takes counsel and all that? So if you want to be anointed, all you have to do is to follow that person. So one of the ways to be anointed is to learn how to follow people. Unfortunately, I have got people in this church who don't have any intention of following me. Rather, strangers are catching it fast. Now, There's a reason why Bishop brought me here to be a pastor to you. And I I can confidently tell you to follow me as I follow Bishop Dagwood Mills. I don't have... Anybody who is following me is assured that you get to Bishop Dagwood Mills. Because I'm also following him. You can't follow me and end up with T.D. Jakes. I'm serious. You can't follow me and end up, and end up with Joel Osteen. You can only end up where Bishop Dagwood Mills is because that is also where I'm also, I'm also following. Yeah. Now, how do you know? I'm talking about the anointing. How do you know that you have successfully followed someone? How do you know that you have successfully followed a person? You will know you have successfully followed the person when you do better than the person you are following. The art of following someone does not end by following. The art of following someone to catch an anointing does not end behind the person. You must do more than the person. In the Bible, the people who followed always ended up doing more. Now, now let, me, let me bomb something in your head right now. 
Let me bomb it before I continue. The fact that you are doing more than somebody you are following does not mean that you are greater than the person. So, so no, let's get this right. Because the very nature of following has a requirement. You should do more. If you, are found, if you find yourself not doing more than the person, then it means that you have not followed well. When Elijah, Elisha followed Elijah, he did more. But it did not mean that Elisha was a father. When they appeared on the Mount of Transfiguration, did Elisha appear? No. It was Elijah. A father is a father. If your mother gave birth to three children and you by fornication gave birth to ten, it doesn't mean you are greater than your mother. A mother is a mother. There is nothing anybody sitting under me can do to be, to be greater than me. You can never. But you can build a bigger church than I built. <laughs> you can preach with more fire than I'm preaching. So even Jesus, when he told his disciples to follow him, he told them that after following him, they were supposed to do greater works. Whenever you follow someone, you should do greater. And genuine fathers expect their sons to do greater. I mean, recently, one of Bishop Oedipo's followers built a hundred thousand seater bowl. The father, his name is in the Guinness Book of World Records. He built 50,000. But his son built 100,000. So his name, that son's name, should be in the book of records now. Easy. It's very easy. Generations that come after earlier generations ought to do better. Because they are supposed to be following you cannot say the people Bishop is following in evangelism, in anointing, in church growth, and so on. He has done more. It's not because he set out to do more. But it's a natural offshoot of following. You can't say you are following Young Cho and not have 3,000 churches. So if you are sitting here And you are my church members. You are supposed to preach better. Yes. Yes. There are some things I can't tell you. I can't say some things in the microphone. I can't say some things in the microphone. You are supposed to follow in such a way. So, if you are following, you must catch an anointing. There is an anointing of a mega church sitting here. 
which we have taken from first love. And we are, we are, we are, we are on it. As they are also on it, we are also on it. That's all we can say for now. Following the art of following to be anointed. So, so first of all, I'm saying that look for somebody to follow. And I'm not shy to tell you that follow me, follow my energy, follow my wisdom. Follow my understanding. When I write something on a page, believe that that is the key to your greatness. Don't remove your panties and poo-poo on it. For the past four or five weeks, all sorts of people have come to the stage. I have never invited even one of them. Not even one. Bishops, founders, the last one was last Sunday. You cannot sit here and be doing small things when the pastor you are under is also following somebody who is doing great things. We are following first love. We are following first love. So when we come to your center service and your center service is like it's like it's like it's like a it's, it's like a wakekeeping. There's no activity there. There's nothing there that shows even, 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 it's like when we come to your center service, there's nothing there that resembles the church. Nobody is dancing. Nobody, there's no choir. It's, it's like, it is something else. A strange spirit is on you. Because the spirit on you must come from someone. Only Jesus Christ was anointed without measure. The rest of us, it is measured. And the measure, the container which is used to measure the anointing is the anointing on human beings. So in the case of the followers of Moses, Numbers eleven seventeen, he said, I'm going to come down. And when I come down, I'm not going to pour my spirit on you. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Since then, we don't talk that way. We don't say the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. We say the spirit of Moses is upon me. I'll say it again. Say it again. Only Jesus was allowed to say the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. The rest of us, we must say the spirit of Moses. Because when God comes down, he doesn't take his spirit to give to the 70 elders. He comes and takes the spirit upon Moses. So even, even, even Elisha, at the end of the day, when people saw him, nobody said the spirit of God is on Elisha. They said the spirit of Elijah that rests on Elisha. May people so see you and remark that the spirit of Bishop Dagwood Mills that rests on this boy. This is God speaking. Say, I will come down and talk with you there. And I will take of the spirit which is upon thee. Upon who? Upon who? Who is that thee? Holy Ghost? Jesus? Angel Gabriel? Who is that thee? Whose spirit is on you? I can tell 
whose spirit is on me? You, whose spirit is on you? When do we see you teaching? When do we see you pastoring? When do we see you doing something? Which spirit is on you? No spirits. You are just there. And somebody like you cannot do the ministry. You don't need to preach and sweat the way I'm sweating. You don't need to sweat. Ministry is sweatless. Anybody you see sweating by heart is not anointed. Oh, I'm telling you. I'm, I, I don't want that. I will not lie to you. Ministry, when the oil, oil, even in machines, sewing machine, car, oil is for lubrication. Oil is to make things easier. So sweating is one of the signs of anointing. When you see Karen and you, see, you, you want to know whether she is carrying my anointing, she does not even need to preach like me. Kai. She does not even need to preach the way I preach. You can tell she's carrying my anointing by the fact that you see my wisdom in the things she does. She uses my wisdom. To grow a church, to, to grow a center, how to raise an income. It's my wisdom. It's my wisdom. You see that if you talk to her right now, you realize, ah, she understands the thing the way I understand it. It's like we have the same mind. That's anointing. That when she speaks, the, 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 the knowledge she has is just like the knowledge I also have. That's it. is how you know. Look, when you are a son of somebody, it doesn't mean that you must even preach like the person. Do you know the son of Zechariah? His son was John the Baptist. A proper, that is Spam's son. Spam's son. The dressing was different. Zachariah was wearing ropes, like choir ropes. Eli, what's his name? John the Baptist was wearing leather panties. In the, Zachariah was in the temple. John the Baptist was in the, in the wilderness. The, 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 the message Zachariah preached was different from the, from the, from the, from the fiery message that John the Baptist preached. But he was a son. But you can tell that he's in the ministry, his son is in the ministry. He's a pastor, his son is a pastor. Yeah. You don't need to preach the way I preach. In fact, I will advise you not to preach the way I preach. <laughs> because it can spoil your church. You must be very anointed to talk the way I'm talking. That also should be a sign. Like, like that, my church, whose mother asked her, do people attend the church? She said, come and see. Ablavi. <laughs> yeah. I pray that some anointing will rest on you. Because, you see, the, the reason why you can't do the ministry is not because you are a student. I want to show you something as we close. It's called the road to the anointing. Number one. Seven steps 
on the road to the anointing. Number one, accept the call eagerly. This is the story of Elisha. I'm now showing you in, in a few minutes how to quickly walk on that road. Number one, in First Kings 19, verse 20, Elisha, Elijah threw his mantle on Elisha. And the Bible says that when, he, when the mantle fell on Elijah, he left the oxen and ran. He ran. Say he ran. No, I'm showing you. This is Elisha, the businessman. You can put yourself there. Francis, the student. Emilia, the nurse. Barbara, the lawyer. Nanayao, the bus driver. How did a businessman become heavily anointed? The first response shows he was excited. He was eager. As soon as that mantle fell on him, he ran. He didn't walk. He didn't walk. Some of you, you can tell how anointed you are or not by how you literally walk. You're walking. When you see me walking, you see that I move. And that's how I walk. That's how Bishop walks. Fast. There's no, slow, there's no time to be slow. Are you walking? You will not acquire much in life. You will have nothing. Watch the news. Watch the EU in Brussels. The prime ministers, the EU commissioners, when they are going for their summit and their meeting, how they walk. Sharp! Prime minister of this has come to visit them. Sharp! He ran! Accept this call gradually. Don't accept this call with, with, with boredom. Accept this call to be a Basenta leader with eagerness. We should see your eyes shining. I'm reading this from Steps to the Anointing. The road to the anointing. There's a road. Remember I said that um, number two, point number two is that the vision will take you on a journey. Yes, so I'm talking about the 10 journeys. And this one, the title is The Road to the Anointing. Can you see it here? The Road. So it's one of the journeys. To be anointed, you can't look bored. You can't look bored. You can't look disturbed. You must, there must be excitement in your face. There must be excitement in your demeanor. Elisha, run. Number two, be a fighting man. How a businessman ended up to become the highest anointed man in the Bible. There's nobody lower than Elisha. Anointed for anointing. How? Verse 17, First Kings 19. There's a... Two verses or three verses before. Yeah. It shall come to pass that him that escaped the sword of Hazael shall Jehu slay. 
And him that escaped from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. Say, Elisha slay. I can't hear. Say, Elisha slay. Say, the Elishas. Can you say, the Elishas who are the carriers of anointings, they slay, they fight, and they kill issues. They kill excuses. They kill things. You cannot get anywhere in the ministry without fighting. I was telling my brother today, I said, the ministry, if you don't fight, you will not have anything. There are people who are anointed to destroy what God has given you. Yeah. If, if you don't grow up, you saw how I was wild on Sunday? Yeah. If you get up, something is happening to you. If you're a man, get up. Don't come here again. Yes. I need to make it clear that this is not a marketplace. Otherwise, they will spoil the church for you. The people anointed to, to stop you, there are plenty. You must fight. You must fight. You must fight. Until your very last day, an array of people, events, and circumstances will present themselves as a complicated network of tests and temptations. Devils presenting themselves as angels and angels whom you suspect to be devils will aid to the confusion and the clamor of the battle of this earth. If you are not prepared to fight, you cannot have the anointing. You can't. Paul fought throughout his life. When he was dying, he said, I have fought a good fight. You must fight to have a center. Some of the things I put on your pages, you must be a fighter to implement them. If you don't want to fight, a lot of the things I write are nonsense. No wonder you don't even respond to my text messages. Because because my things are for fighters. Because I want you you to have a ministry. My pride will be that one day you will even be the head pastor of this church. An oiled woman. If you are not prepared to fight, then please don't even come here next week. This work we are doing, basenta, center, pass, whatever it is, basson, all, all those words. If you don't fight, you won't have a choir. If you don't fight, you won't have dancing stars. If you, don't, if you are the leader of the dancing stars and you don't fight, ha, you, you will start doing outdooring for members who are not married. Shotakaya. Number three, we are closing. What's number one? One is what? Accept the call eagerly. Ask your friend, are you excited about this ministry? Tell the person, you look bored. You look bored. And I'm not joking. I don't see excitement. Tell your neighbor, tell you look bored. Number two is what? Be a fighting man. How many of you are prepared to fight? To build big centers, to build big centers, to build something nice, you must fight. And watch how I fight. I'm fighting every day. I'm fighting. I'm not even feeling well. I'm, I'm here preaching. I shouldn't be speaking by this time. 
A voice is needed next week. It's in a very important place. But I can't sit down. I have to fight. Yes. I'm fighting. I'm fighting to build. I'm not here because I'm well. I'm not here because I've got money. I'm not here because I, it's easy. <laughs> Receive the spirit of fighting. Number three, be a plowing man. Be a plowing man. Elijah, Elisha was plowing when he was called. Elisha was plowing when he was called. I'm, I'm here to find God using an unemployed person. An unoccupied person. The people Jesus, Jesus never called somebody who was not doing anything. The people he called, one was spending his net at the tax um, collector's table. You must be busy to be called. Elisha was plowing. A plowing man is a hard-working man, not a lazy man. I mean, in the case of Elisha, I mean, it was literally manpower. He had 12 oxen, and he was plowing with the 12. I mean, literally holding the cow or the ox and moving, moving, move, turning the soil. If you are lazy, you can't. And soon, your laziness will bring you out. And under me, there's no place for laziness. I'm a plowing man. I was plowing as a student. I worked hard as a student. I worked hard as a doctor. I'm working hard as a pastor. And it's not because I'm full-time. No. You can never have anything without hard work. Whether it is marriage, raising your children, building a school, doing the ministry, your personal life, your health. There is a curse on us that out of the sweat of our brow, we will eat. So anybody who thinks you will have anything without fighting, without working hard, is ready to cut corners. And the prisons are filled. They are brimming over with people who thought they could cut corners. Be a plowing man. Whatever your hands find to do now, do it well. I personally, I mean, personally, I'm very, very, very worried of unemployed people. When I see somebody who is not working, I actually find it difficult to relate to the person. One day I went to a dentist at Osu to check on my lungs. (laughs) And as I was sitting there waiting, he was with a patient. There was a magazine there on the table and I took it just to read. That is where I learned one of the most powerful lessons I have ever learned. That when you don't find, when you don't have a job, you must make looking for a job a job in itself. As when your, mem- your friends, your brother, who works at Barclays, if he wakes up at 6 a.m. to go to work, he must also wake up at 6 a.m. to go and look for a job. And be there in town and return at 5 when your friends are also coming home. 
That's a, you make looking for a job a job in itself. That's how to find a job. Number four, how to be anointed. How many of you want to be anointed? So sad I'm using my voice. Understand what it means when the mantle is thrown on you. Understand what it means when the mantle is thrown on you. As we are all here, Elisha wasn't alone. He must have had workers. The 11 oxen must have been worked by plowmen. Other workers. But when Elijah came, he threw the, 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 the mantle, the mantle on, on who? Elijah. Are you sleeping? Okay, sorry. Elijah did not ask, what does this mean? When the mantle was thrown at him, but why? Why? What is this? What nonsense is this? Is it my cloth? Is it my shirt? No. No. As soon as the thing was thrown at him, but he left the oxen and ran after Elijah. Look, some of you, let me tell you one of the mysteries of life. Sometimes there are hundreds of you but the pastor will come and call only you to do something for him. The mantle has fallen on you. Like, you were all in the first love church and you were sent to Kolebu, not so. The mantle fell on you. The more, you were just an instrumentalist playing. He said, go to, to Kolebu. The mantle has fallen on you. If you begin to quarrel, you begin to argue, you begin to become some way, you are actually depriving yourself of an opportunity to be anointed. Because there were other instrumentalists. Were there not other instrumentalists? Were there other drummers? Sorry? Yes, and still on stage playing. That's on the stage playing. And you were with them playing? I was with them. I was with the leader of the team. And then they threw the mantle at, on you. And you left them. And they are still on the stage playing. Still there. And on Sunday, where were you? I was on Basin in the city with the pastors. That's why you'll be anointed. When the mantle is thrown on you, don't look at your letters. Ah, but Bishop Kobe is there. But but Jerry is there. Fool. You are a fool. If the mantle should have been on Bishop Kobe, they would have put it on Bishop Kobe. That's the reason why I will call you and say, sing the song. Or go and start this work. Go and do this basenta. Look, I was also on, in Data Park one fateful Monday evening praying with my fellow members. There were people there. I saw a car. That was my day. Everybody has his day. Some, some of you, your day is when you sit with the pastor face to face. Some of you, is the day you receive a text. Some of you, is the day you receive a call. But your day is your day. Is your day. That's why I like the Susanne Kinsis and the Alberta Kinsis. Anything I tell them to do, they do it. Pastor Kinsis was his original head. 
I said, move. Go and just teach new converts. He just moved. And has rather glorified it. That now people want to rather replace him. Yes. Each time he comes to stand there on Sunday in front, people are cursing him. That he should die. <laughs> but the more they curse him, the more he's growing, the more his hair is finishing. As you are in your basenta, your center leader can ask you, go and do something. Don't say, but why? That's the why. You may all be singing. I may ask you, like you, you were all with the royals. And I said, leave. Go to Flaming Fire. That was your mantle. And short girl. My baby is over. Stupid girl. Stupid. Stupid girl. Today, she has one of the most glorious choirs in this building. Is it witchcraft or is it madness? Expect to be singled out among your friends. That is the day of your mantling. When I was coming to Adenta, I saw this man and his wife. I had a lot of members there. A lot of sons. Not one. Not one person. There's not even one person I called that follow me. But I called him. I said, come with me. He and his wife came and they came to work here. Look at this place. They said, we're coming once in a while. (laughs) And that is how people vanish. Today we are here, we are talking about Elijah. And the reason why we are talking about him is that when the mantle fell on him, he didn't take it and throw it out. What is this? I don't like women's clothes. He understood. May you understand when you are selected, when you are called. May you understand when somebody, maybe you are an usher, among the usher, they will call and say, go and be a center leader. You may be among people who are sweeping, they say, go and sing. May you understand when the mantle falls on you, receive recognition now. That's how, always, that's how people are chosen. Always. Always. Because you see, what you may not know is that it always said, people, your name must be mentioned by someone. Yeah. Your name must be mentioned by someone. A lot of our promotion, for me, the day I believe Bishop Doug noticed me was when Bishop Sam told him one, the, my first Monday evening at Collegono that this guy was with living praise. With, was in living praise with me. That was it. That was it. From that day till yesterday, I'm on Bishop Dark's mind. Somebody has to mention your name. So, so when you are picked, when you are called, when you are isolated, don't look to your left and right and ask that, why didn't he call four people? Why are we not many? Why me? You, because God, you see, and the anointing, the anointing, one of the anointing, one of the functions of the anointing, the, the anointing is also a shield. Later, I'll read it to you. Because of the anointing, arrows don't, fly, don't enter you. A lot of things bounce off you when you are anointed. May you understand when the mantle is thrown at you. Number five. 
ought to be anointed. Kill your oxen. Kill your oxen. Kill it. Verse 21. First Kings 19. He returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them and boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen and gave to the people and they did it. And he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. Kill. Look, the people who are anointed are the people who have killed their oxen. What does it mean to kill your oxen? What was Elisha's oxen? Elisha's oxen was his business. <laughs> Elisha's oxen was his what? Yes. He took the life out of the business and put it into the ministry. Look, I'm not saying stop practicing law. I'm not saying that sell your business. But you can be doing something, but, that, but it doesn't, so your heart is not in it. I was a doctor. 14 years. I rose to the levels anybody would rise to. But it was not in my heart. I had killed it. Jay, you can't be here and the process of law is so important to you. Kill it. Kill it. Otherwise, you will not be anointed. Kill it. One of our pastors went to see Bishop. He was complaining. He had had a dream which terrified him out of his underwear. In the dream, he was either kneeling down or in prayer. And the heavens opened. And a big hand with a jar of oil. Wouldn't you want this in a dream? A big hand with a jar of clear oil. And the jar was being lowered from heaven. And he was kneeled down. And the jar. The jar. Don't say it is cold. He was praying. Pray. And then a hand was descended from heaven with oil. As soon as the oil was about to be poured, another voice shouted, Don't pour it! He's a doctor. Don't pour it! He himself came to tell Bishop. A voice said, Stop it! He said, Don't pour it. He said, Stop it! He's a doctor. Stop it! Can you imagine a hand from heaven with oil? I mean, who wouldn't want to have such a dream? As soon as the hand came towards him, you're about to pour the oil. No, stop it! He's a medical student. Stop it, he's a medical student. Stop it, she's married. She's married. Stop it, she has three children. Stop it, he's a businessman. 
Stop it. He's writing exams. Stop it. He's a sexy dancer. Stop it. Don't pour the oil. He's a medical student. Don't pour the oil. She's married. Why? What am I saying? All these things are legitimate pursuits of life. But they must be dead in your heart before you can receive even a cup of oil. Stop it! He's a lawyer. Lawyer. Lawyers are anointed. Plenty. Doctor. I'm a doctor. I'm anointed. Very anointed. Rather, the dreams I have is dreams of angels clapping for me. It's not, not, not the dreams I have. Angels are clapping for me. They don't say stop it. So I'm, I'm, I'm not saying don't go to school. Go to school. But it shouldn't be in your heart so much that you will abandon the call. Kill the oxen. Build your business. Grow it. Attend meetings. Be a nurse. But kill it in your heart. Medical school could not stop Bishop Dagwood Mills from being a pastor. He didn't kill it. Being a medical doctor did not kill the call of his life. Because medicine was dead in his heart. If God can get you to kill school in your heart, you will even see that that is where you will pass more. If God can get you to kill the business, that is even when you are going to be getting more business contracts. But most of us, our hearts are on carnal things. You want to marry a white man. Yes, you want to marry a white man. You want to be a businessman, who, woman who goes to Dubai. So, so that one eclipses the call. Maggie, stop it! She works in the bank. Stop it! She works in the bank. Do I not And I believe that dream is true. He ran to tell Bishop. I'm sure Bishop prayed for him. Stop it! She's in SHS. Stop it! She's in SHS. Stop it! She's a graduate. My dear, tonight I'm talking about the anointing. The road to the anointing. Don't allow it for, for the 16 of us in this room, eh, we are called. Don't compare yourself to your friend. Uncle D, you are called. You won't believe it. You will not believe it. But I'm sure if you are honest in your heart, you will know that there's a call of God on your life. No amount of business can neutralize it. Call to do what? Full time. You will never enter full time. You may never even be, even be called a lady pastor. Not even a lazy pastor. By your heart. Your heart is brimming with ministry. You are concerned about something that's not working in the church. Something is, and I'm telling you that the anointing is your protection. Number six. Leave your family. Koshanuma. That one, I don't need to make even a comment about it. 
the man God used always lowered biological relationships. He told Abraham, leave. Jesus said, are these not my brothers? Anybody here who is into mother, father, cousin, wedding, family funeral, family this, family this, you cannot be anointed. You only have 10 members maximum because there's a perpetual curse on you. This work, we don't do it with family. Any woman here who is too much into husband and children, any man here who is too much into wife and kids, you cannot. You cannot. You think I don't have children? Come to my house, I'll show you my children. Come to my house, I'll show you my children. I'm very happy I have, I have biological children so that you, you won't say that because I don't have biological children, that's why I, 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 I talk my heart. I have some. Come, I'll show you my children. He said, I pray thee, let me go and kiss my father and my mother and then I'll follow thee. And he said to him, go back again. What have I to do with you? Go, go, don't come back. Don't come. The, 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 the anoint, the mantle on you, the mantle that fell on you, it doesn't work with kissing father and mother. Yeah. Even if you know how to kiss father and mother, go and find something and kiss. He advised himself and followed him. Many of you have lost the anointing because of a certain undue attachment to parents. And number seven, serve the anointed man. Hey, I love this one. I love this one. Sorry for beating you. He followed him. Watch it. Watch it. Hey, can I tell you something today? Forget about everything I've said. Please, rubbish everything. This is the message. If you want to be anointed, eh? Minister to him. To an anointed man. You know why I am sweating to build this church? I want to... See, the word to serve means to make contributions to. When Bishop is counting his members, I want him to have 5,000 people who came from me. To say, if your mind was that on Sunday, you will bring me 200 members. You will be anointed. Like, like on Sunday, you, you forget about the call of God that you are whatever, 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 forget about it. You, you, you want to serve your pastor with 200 people every Sunday. Whatever you will do to get the 200 people will anoint you. Unless your intention is to serve me with toilets, to serve me with stones, to serve me with something which is rotten. But if you want to serve me, I'm telling you that if it is on your mind that on Sunday you are bringing me a full bus, you'll be anointed. The things you will do to fill that bus will anoint you. It will make you very different from you, the same person, bringing a bus with half occupancy.
if you make up your mind, Pam, that from next Sunday, you love me so much that you want to bring me 30 people every Sunday. It's your gift, your love gift to me. You are bringing me 30 members every Sunday. You will change. He ministered. See, when we say he ministered, you may say, oh, he gave him money. It's not money. I don't need your money. I don't need your money. By the grace of God, I'm fine. The day I come to beg you for money is the day, and you're the one, you, I owe you, eh? You did the banner. I've not paid. Yeah, he's the only one I owe. Mm. He, he, he did the great invitation banner. I've not paid. How much is it? You are even afraid to say it. Mm. The day I come to say, give me money, is the day you know I need your I don't need your money. But if you have a mind, Lester, that as the original head of the Dodoa region, you want to minister to me every Sunday with 300 members and you will not stop till you found it. That number will change you yourself. Grace, if you have a mind that you are going to sing the song in such a way that I, I will feel blessed, it will change yourself. That song you will sing to bless me. It's a song somebody will hear on the podcast and look for you. Have people looked for you before for the podcast? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. If your singing was rubbish singing, nobody. But your love for me and your desire to do things well. When I stand on the crusade stages, when I stand at international conferences, in France and Germany and the UK and South Africa and so and, and I'm introducing books and I'm preaching. I, I, I want the people sitting there to receive the prophet in such a way. So I speak my best. I, I try to, I, I'm not there to make myself popular. I'm there to make him great. In making him great, I end up eating things that I can talk about. Your anointing begins the day you have somebody you minister to. I'll take it again as I end. The day you have a mind that I'm going to minister, I'm going to serve my pastor, I'm going to serve my center leader with 20 members this Thursday at our center service. That heart will anoint you. But that's why Always, the anointing will be anointing upon someone. You are never anointed through the air. That's why everybody must have somebody you want to minister to. And I will advise every basenta leader here, swear to yourself today that you will minister to your center leader. A certain number of members. Center leaders. Believe God that you are, you are going to minister a certain number the day you have a zonal service. Always. It is the people. See, Elisha's mind was to minister to. Thank you, Jesus. Elisha's mind was to minister to Elijah. I'll take it again. Elisha's mind was to minister to Elijah. That was why he never left him. And it was by not leaving him 
that he happened to be there the day the chariots separated them. If your mind is to bless me on Sunday with 300 members, you will not abandon me and go and live in London. That was how I got to stay in Ghana. I'm not a founder of a church. The branch I was passing wasn't mine. But I did not want to abandon it. I, I felt honored to be a pastor of the Matayeko Church. And it was that language the Holy Spirit used to speak to me. And in trying to build a big church, that's where I'm standing now. The rest of the things, I can't say them in the microphone. Stand to your feet. Lift your two hands. Ask the Lord. If you came here tonight, it means God has a plan for you. Everywhere, ask the Lord. Say, Father, Father, anoint me. Anoint me. Take me on that journey. Take me on that journey. I say, I will listen to this message. I will listen to this message. Again. 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 And again. And again. And again. And again. Say this message. This message is the is the philosophy. Is the philosophy of the anointing of the anointing. Say I must be anointed. I must be anointed. If people are on drugs, if people are on drugs. People are taking alcohol. People are taking alcohol. Then I must take something. That I must take. Lord, I need the anointing. Lord, I need the anointing. Say I know my type. I know my type. Our pastors. Pastors. Say our pastors. Our pastors. People like me. People like me. Exactly like me. Exactly like me. Are doing more. Are doing more. Today. Today. I ask you. I ask you. Anoint me. Anoint me. To join that group. To join that group. I belong to a group. I belong to a group. But I'm falling away. But I'm falling away. Please anoint me. Please anoint me. To join that group. To join that group. Lift your hands. And pray. 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 Everybody lift your hands and pray. Anointing. 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 Everybody lift your hands and pray. Lift your hands and pray. Pray to be anointed. Everybody pray. Everybody pray. Pray, Lord. Lift your hands and pray. Lift your hands and pray. Anoint me, Lord. Anoint me, Lord. Lift up your hands and pray. This may be one of the most important prayers you ever pray. That anoint me, Lord. Yes, so Sapaya Moriyababa. Rita Dariyabala Kataya Bada. Rete 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 R
Father, tonight we bless you. You have set us on the journey to be anointed. Yes. We thank you. We thank you. That you would choose us. It's a major blessing. May each one here be firmly set on the journey to become anointed. Out of this room may anointed men and women come forth. In the name of Jesus. Anointed men and women come forth. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.